Hello, good evening. I'm actually uh, in my car right now, heading back from, from Dallas Cup Games. Uh, my name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a uh, limited panel on the on the show right now. I'm sure that that panel will grow as the uh, as the evening progresses, though. Uh, we do have a lot to get to, as uh, most of you know, I'm sure. There was an announcement that was made on Monday that uh, that Coca-Cola was going to ask uh, FIFA to allow a three-country bid for the World Cup between the U.S., actually among the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. And the way that the uh, the games were split didn't necessarily sit well with a lot of Mexico fans, which we'll be discussing here shortly. We're in the midst of a jornada doble. There was a an unfortunate and uh, I don't know how you look at it or fortunate, uh, but uh, but a very uh, lopsided result last night in Monterrey, which we'll talk about as well. And of course, we will discuss any and all things involving the world of soccer, uh, whether it's in Mexico or otherwise. Again, my name is John Jagu. Thank you guys for joining us. I really appreciate y'all taking the time to listen to us here live. And of course, you can listen to this and other previous editions of the podcast on iTunes or in Google Play. With us tonight, as always, we have with us over in Kyle, Texas, which is just south of Austin, we have our technical director, the man who pushes all the buttons and makes sure that we get on the air. We're talking about Albert at Chiquis Campa. Albert, how are you, sir? Hey, what's up? Doing good. Yeah, and you said that Pumas is losing, is that correct? Yeah, Pumas losing 1-0 to Atlas. Oh, that's terrible. Did it happen right at the stroke at halftime, Chiquis, the goal? No, it happened about the uh, five minute, fifteen minute mark. Um, well, either way, it's just oh my god, it's just awful, just absolutely awful. So it's uh, very unfortunate uh, for for Pumas fans. We just don't do well in Guadalajara. Joel says, "Why can't Pumas win in Guadalajara? What is up?" Yeah, they haven't been able to win there in what thirty years. It's been a long, well, it's been a long time. I just, I, I don't understand what, what is it about the about aguas tapatias that, uh, that 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 Pumas can't handle, or is it that we just don't want to embarrass the uh, the Guadalajara fans that we've given them a a thirty year reprieve? That's probably the, uh, you. You know, that's probably the venue where they the vacation. Probably so. You know what it is? I think it's Hugo Sanchez embarrassed Ricardo La Volpe so much. With his Chilena goal, when he was a player, and and when they were both players, that uh, that the, the, that Pumas feels bad for the humiliation that they decided to, to, to take a thirty year vacation, which is why they're they're not they're not uh, they're not winning games in Guadalajara. But uh, uh, but Joel, of, of course, I have to uh, welcome you to the show. Thank you so much for joining us, Joel. We were hoping to do this last night, but uh, we had some technical issues. We weren't able to uh, have everybody on, but glad to have you guys on with us tonight here on the Cantina and Mickey's podcast. Joel, how are you? Doing good, sir. Joel, how did you receive the news that uh, Mexico was uh, in, in the running to host their third World Cup? And I don't think they're hosting it more like – they're like ball boys. You know what it reminds me of, Joel? <laughs> you know what, when the Tour de France starts off like in Berlin? Yeah. They have a stage in Berlin, but then they do the rest of the thing in France – that, that that's kind of what this reminds me of. It's uh, they're, they're they're 
they're not they're not they're not co-hosting. They're special guest hosting is is, is, is what it appears that they're they're going to be doing. Now, we're, obviously, we're, go ahead. Hold we're on. like the hors d'oeuvre table when when you right. go to the van and they put snacks out. Now, the one thing I will say for Mexico, you know, I'm, I'm not sure why fans are so upset, is that Mexico is going to play. They're going to play their group games, which will be two. Well, is that know, a given, though? Do, do you honestly believe that they're not going to play in Mexico? Maybe just one game. No, they're going to. They're going to. They will play the group game in Mexico. Well, when, when's the last time you saw? Uh, you know, I, I, when I, when Japan when Japan and Korea played co-hosted did Japan play in Korea or did Korea play in Japan? No, but those were different times, John. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so. So you're saying that uh, Mexico's going to be the ball boy, their special guest host. Same with Canada. Mexico's going to get stuck with Trinidad versus versus Saudi Arabia playing in, in, in Estadio Azteca where, where five people – there'll be more people that went to my Dallas Cup game tonight that are going to show up for Trinidad versus Saudi Arabia at the Estadio Azteca. Is that, is know, that what you think I is going to happen? Well, I wouldn't be surprised if they only play one game, but being that they're like – Host entre comillas, they might they might let them at least stay there for the first round, and then take them out if they qualify to the to the finals. Well, the unfortunate thing for me, uh, you know, is that, and, and frankly, I don't really I don't really care one way or the other whether Mexico gets ten games, twenty games, thirty games, or whatever it is. It's not. Uh, doesn't hurt my national pride as you know someone who was born in Mexico, because I personally I live in the U.S. So I would much rather there be more games that I can get to easily, whether it's Houston or Dallas or San Antonio, wherever it is. To uh, you know that that's just me selfishly speaking. Now, if, if you're going to say that you're going to co-host a tournament, then co-host a tournament. At least at least give uh, the, the countries that are co-hosting a, a decent number of games. But I think the big problem is not just for Mexico, but for Canada, is that both Mexico and Canada, I don't necessarily think they have enough stadiums that meet the current FIFA requirements, minimum FIFA requirements, in order to host World Cup games. So I think that that was probably one of the reasons why the number of games are, uh, are, 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 so, are so small. Yeah, I, I think once the, once they expanded the tournament to to forty eight teams, I, I think at that point it was it was a given that they were no longer going to host it. Well, I mean, it's going to be very hard for, frankly, for any country to host a tournament that has that many that has that many. Uh... Yeah, so they're looking for a lot of co-hosts, but I, I don't see that lasting long because you know, how many countries are you know like your Canada and your host. You're not really hosting the cup, you know. You're just hosting a few games, right? You're not hosting the tournament. Like, can you really be proud of that if you're Canada? You can't even say you hosted the tournament. And it's pretty pitiful for Canada because they're gonna they're gonna qualify to a World Cup that they don't deserve to qualify to, just because they're a host. If that's if that's still the case, I mean, that'd be sort of messed up if. Not only yeah. would they be a host, but they would probably be a group C. Yeah. So you know that that that's going to knock out you know a pretty strong team. 
because the, the way the tournament's going to work with 48 teams is there's going to be 16 groups of three teams each. So the number of games that a team plays to, to win a World Cup is not going to change. It's still going to be seven. There's just going to be a lot more games on, on the front end to make, you know, I guess you could say to make it more interesting, to bring more teams in. Really what it is, in my personal opinion, is this is a way to thank all of those countries and all of in, 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 in the other uh, confederations like Asia, Africa, and I guess in this case, CONCACAF, giving them the opportunity, okay, listen, you wanted, you wanted more participation, here you go, here's more participation, you're going to play your two games, and it's going to be adios, and we're going to see some of those scandalous scorelines that we've seen in the past, well, like when Tahiti was in the Confed Cup, where they're you know, losing to Spain 10-0, etc. That's what, that's what we're going to end up seeing in the first round. And then the real World Cup is going to start at the round of 32. <laughs> the real World Cup. Gold Britos. Oh, by the way. Well, yes. Yeah, I was, I was going to say the, the, what you said about participation. I guess those teams are going to get participation medals, right? Exactly. Everybody gets a trophy for the, for the 48 team, for the 48 team World Cup. Now, but let's talk about the stadiums. Now, I, I'm not, I wish we could have someone, uh, uh, you know, someone who speaks Canadian on our show with us. But, you know, just off the top of my head, I, you know, Canada obviously plays American while they play Canadian football. So they do have capacity stated. But the problem is that they don't have natural grass on those stadiums. And with good reason, because it's Canada and it's, you know, it's effing cold. And it's it's very hard for them to maintain a grass field, you know, you know from October on, which is when they, when they play on those surfaces. Obviously, it's going to be in the summer. But we even saw that when Canada had the women's world cup a lot of the stadiums were played with the fake stuff they were they were played on, on field turf instead of natural grass so i believe that 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 along with the fact that uh, that they just i mean they have skydome in toronto and they have they have the old olympic stadium in montreal and i'm sure they have another you know they can't play in the bmo in toronto it only it only seats twenty thousand people same with the stadium in montreal so they have to play in the canadian football stadiums so there's BC Place in Vancouver, which is which is a terrific venue, but again, it has field turf on it. So they're going to have to make some changes in order for them to have what I'm going to assume for both Mexico and Canada is going to probably have a minimum four stadiums to be able to uh, stage the ten games that they're going to get. Now I was watching tele, uh, one of the Televisa shows, and the way that it breaks down is that Mexico is going to get six first round games. They're going to get two round of 32 games and two round of 16 games. That's going to make up their 10 games. So I would assume it's going to be the same for Canada. Now, my question to y'all is, you know, it's it, it, one of the reasons why Mexico is going to have such a few games is because of the fact that they don't necessarily have the stadiums that meet the FIFA requirements in order to have a tournament like this. The, the ones that do right now are the uh, Estadio Chivas and the Estadio BBVA, Vancouver, the Tamalera, Monterrey, and then if the Estadio Azteca doesn't, then they'll do whatever they need to do to make it comply. So then we have those three stadiums. Where would the fourth stadium be? Because if you already have the three major cities covered. You have Guadalajara, you have Mexico City, and you have Cancun. Now, would it be another same? Would it be Cruz Azul Stadium in Mexico City? Where would you guys put the fourth stadium if there's going to be a fourth stadium for Mexico in the World Cup? I know where I want to put it. Where are you guys going to put it? Chiquis, where are you going to put that fourth stadium? Would you? Um, I can, uh, this is, this, there's quite a, uh, quite a bit of time we have here. 
uh, if they can they can set up Caliente, change that up a little bit. I think that could be a good uh, good stadium right there on the border. So Caliente travel. would be your choice, okay? Travel's going to be an issue, so that's you know that's sort of easy for travel. They got it. They got to replace the rug. Yeah, of course. Well, I heard they're working on that though. So so chicas, you say Tijuana, Joel. That was, was going to be was, a fourth city. No, that was that was my. Joel, I need to start asking you first, man. Everyone seems to always steal your thunder. Yeah, no, but I believe they they're. Uh, I think Johnny has said that Tijuana will be investing in the stadium. Okay, so 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 Tijuana. What would, would, would be I I you know I think it could be uh, you know of existing stadiums I think that a, a place that that will two, that that have really good chances of possibly doing it if they build a new stadium are going to be Pachuca or León but the, but the city that I think would would really benefit from having a new stadium and especially if they put it where they should put it is Cancun. I knew you were going there, John. You won that club's World Cup. Well, not only I want the Club World Cup, but I mean that would be—I mean that that would be a destiny. I mean, honestly, in the U.S. or Canada, tell tell me another place that's going to have that's going to have the kind of history and scenics as a place like Cancun. It's just—it doesn't exist. It is, is a perfect where, World Cup venue. That's where Atlanta is currently playing, right? That's right, and they play in a stadium that's actually in the in the city of Cancun, but. If it were up to me, if I were designing a stadium for Cancun, I would put it in a zona hotelera. I mean, let's face it. You need hotels for a World Cup. You can you can bring cruise ships in for a World Cup to have even more hotels. Mexico does not have any coastal locations that can have teams like that. Cancun would be the absolute perfect, perfect spot for that fourth stadium. You know, whatever the FIFA requirements are, if it's 40, then just build a, build a 40. And then... It would be a very attractive venue, whether it's for Atlante or whatever other team that ends up, uh, let's just say, playing in Cancun if the stadium comes in. It would it would be absolutely perfect for the for them. So, so Cancun would be my fourth option. And yes, it would be another terrific venue for the Club World Cup. Now, Joel, uh, a lot of uh, Mexicans were not particularly pleased with the fact that they're only going to get 10 games and, and and obviously all the games from the quarterfinals on are going to be played in the u.s uh, again I don't, I don't necessarily think that, that was very good planning i think that both semifinals should be in canada and mexico and the final can be in the u.s that's fine but i do think that they need to really I mean, well, they, I mean, they I, have time i think this is the u.s world cup they're just being nice right they're, they're being neighborly so it's like here you go 10 Ten each. Nos dieron, nos dieron limosna. Um, but I mean, once they went to 48, it was obvious that, would, you know, we weren't going to compete for that, for to host the tournament. And then people need to remember that the government has to put the bill because, uh, you know, club owners are not going to be the ones right, right. putting in money to expand. Well, I think it depends, it depends on the club owner. I know, but for the city, you know, you're going to need more hotels or, or more right. m- more uh, for transportation and, and things like that. Right, um, which is why, again, to me, Cancun, again, is, 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 is the perfect venue because because of the fact that it has, you know, so many hotels. 
Yeah, but but some of the problems we've forgotten, you know, going on in the country, like the peso being devalued, you know, record lows, and you had gasolinazo. So I mean, and then you want you want the government to put money to host a tournament where ninety percent of the profit goes to FIFA. So it's it just wasn't gonna happen. I I think they were prepared for thirty two teams. But not 48. I think it would have been pushing it for 32 teams, too. Now, where I think Mexico should really concentrate on hosting a tournament, and I think it would do really well, would be a Copa America. And then, frankly, the fact that they haven't been able to host a Copa America, I think, is much more disrespectful to Mexico than any any of these deals that happened for 2026. That's just my personal opinion. Because Mexico has saved... Copa America. It, it has turned Copa America into what to what it is today. Hey, we got a I personally in. believe. We got a caller on the line from Milwaukee. Ooh, caller on the line from Milwaukee. Go, 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 Milwaukee. This is Ray from Milwaukee, and uh, I agree with you. Cancun would make a perfect location for destination location for a. Uh, for a venue, and but I, I, the disappointing thing for me isn't the amount of games. It's the fact that the United States has yet to have a world class soccer venue here in the United States. It is, it, you know, I have no. There's rumors that Azteca is going to host the first game, so Mexico will be first, and it would be awesome to pass the torch to a stadium that is recognized here and around the world as a soccer Pacific stadium that is a world-class venue like Wembley or Madrid, you know, every country has one or two of them. Uh, and, uh, but the problem is here in the United States, they have not yet had a stadium like that because they go into lifeless stadiums, soulless stadiums, who two weeks later could be named something else because the corporations took over. Well, it's not, it's not just that. Uh, and thank you for calling. We really appreciate uh, your input. It's just the fact that the soccer-specific stadiums that are built in this country, and you're going to see this when they come out with the bids or when they come out with their with their plan, is that they're not going to pick any because they're they're they are too small. They they are the capacity is is just not enough. Now there are some very nice soccer stadiums in this country. I just did. I worked over the weekend with Houston Dynamo, and I was at the BBVA Compass, which is a terrific venue. But you know, unfortunately, again, they won't be able to host any World Cup games because of the fact that it is, is just, it is frankly just too small as far as capacity. So if Houston gets picked as a, as a, as a host city, they're going to play all their games at Reliant because, well, one, you know, it, it seats 70,000 people, and two, you know, thank God there's air conditioning. So it'll be uh, – and no one wants to watch a game in uh, in June, July in Houston. And he, believe me, as, as someone who sat in the Cotton Bowl for three games in the World Cup in 1994, you're going to want that roof over your head and that lovely cool air blasting you while you're watching a soccer game. But I do understand your point that there really hasn't been that crown jewel of U.S. soccer as far as soccer-specific stadiums that could seat more than 30, more than 40, you know, 50,000 people. Now, it would be nice, and I think that we're going to see this actually in Atlanta. The new stadium that's going to be built in Atlanta is going to be a stadium that is going to be both for the NFL team and for the soccer team. So I... I fully expect Atlanta to be part of the uh, part part of the uh, the bidding process for this tournament. Really appreciate your call over there, Milwaukee. Thanks to 
thank you for uh, for for tuning in. Chinkies, is it still one one? As has Puma scored again? No, it's still one one. Thirty nine minutes. Hey, on, next bit? Yeah. On on his point though, the uh, I think when you think about the U.S. putting in this bid with Mexico and Canada. I think that's what Mexico brings. They might not bring the, the best infrastructure and, and everything like the U.S. does, but I think they bring the, the culture more so than the U.S. So the U.S. probably could have did this done it by themselves, but they get that little bit of extra um, culture. Yeah, and, but that doesn't matter, Kiki's. I think. Yeah, it does, I mean, how you, much how much soccer culture does Qatar have or Russia? Imagine, or, the, imagine I don't the know if you, up game at the Azteca because that's why I see. Yeah, yeah, but see, they, you're not going to, like, notice it unless you're at the country. You know what I mean? Like, if you watched, if you watched um, some of the games from Japan, Korea, you might not know that there's no soccer culture just from seeing the games because the fans of those teams are going to bring, you know, the passion. But, for example, for a lot of the games, the companies would – send their workers and I, I don't know if you guys remember you would see they would they would wear like the jerseys or paint paint their face as some of the teams that they were hosting you, you guys remember seeing that no, I, don't I do it'd be like a lot of Japanese like you know wearing so wait, are, like, you, are you saying that there weren't that many Japanese Saudi Arabia fans yeah <laughs> Well, now, that- now, where, where I do think, you know, and this is unfortunate, is is there there is no stadium on the planet that has more World Cup history than the Estadio Azteca. I mean, that that is, you know, I'm not I'm not saying that because I'm a fan of Mexico. It's because it's a fact. No, no stadium has hosted more games. No stadium has seen more drama, you know, World Cup drama than the Estadio Azteca. I mean, think of think of what's happened. You know, we had obviously the you know the hand of God. We had what I consider the greatest game ever played, which was the Italy Germany uh, West Germany semifinal in 1970. You know, we had um, Italy losing to Brazil 4-1 in the final, and Germany West Germany tying Argentina 2-2, only to have Jorge Burruchaga score a goal, and it was in like the 82nd, 83rd minute of of, of of the 1986 final, where where Maradona was crowned champion. So, and 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 again, no stadium has hosted more World Cup. I mean, it's not even close. The Estadio Azteca has hosted, I want to say it's like 50 World Cup games from the two World Cups they've had there. So, so I, I do believe that the Estadio Azteca should, should be represented more in the bid than it is just because of the fact that I think it deserves it because, because it is, it is known the world over as being a, one of the cathedrals of the sport and it should be treated as such. Yeah, so I, I mean, it, it might not make the World Cup, uh, uh, you know, a huge difference, but I think it does bring some uh, fun and enjoyable because, like, say for example, in Brazil, um, you had the culture brought out with, uh, with like the uh, World Cup song, video, whatever, and uh, and I think the same was with uh, was with Germany as well. Or, no, South Africa. South Africa had a little bit of flair to it. Germany, not so much. And uh, uh, Korea wasn't. But just imagine the United States. You know, just be like, oh, okay, we have a bunch of 
teams and then copy European names for their teams in the MLS and guys play football. Now, there's going to be a couple of issues that the U.S. is going to run into. Uh, obviously, the, you know, the, regardless of what's happening right now politically, getting visas to enter the U.S. has always been problematic from wherever it is you're coming from. So that, that, that that's an issue they're going to have to overcome. I, I think that, that's where Mexico and Canada come in. The, the, yeah, but, but you don't know who's going to qualify for the tournament, so that's... I know, but once, once we do know, you know, and then just saying... Yeah, but, but 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 all that all that is all that is is done years ahead of time. They'll they'll have a schedule and stadiums decided years ahead of time before the draw. So being peaked by then as well. So uh, I, I don't know for sure, but I think Ronnie, Ronnie was that's what Ronnie was saying. The second problem they're going to have is okay. So they want to play in Arlington here in Texas, over at the uh, over at Jerry's place. But Jerry's place has a ginormous AT&T logo on the top of it. It's called AT&T Stadium. AT&T paid hundreds of millions of dollars for the right to put that gigantic Death Star logo on top of their stadium and everywhere else inside. So who's going to pay AT&T to take all that stuff down if they're not if they're not an official corporate partner of people? That's that's a good question, John. Because I mean, those type of assurances. Uh, that is the whole reason why the United States even lost the bid, or not the bid, uh, the, the, the opportunity to host the 1986 World Cup when uh, when Colombia uh, no longer could do it. Right, but, but Ronnie, but back then, like they didn't have the first stadium that had a name like that didn't happen until the mid 90s. But I understand what you're saying, but 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 that was something that really didn't come into being until the mid 90s. Now, I mean, every every stadium in this country. Is not, but, but, but sponsored it, but, sponsored named stadium. But but it was not just John. But it was not just the the, the, the stadium. Uh, in, in fact, it was it was just the merchandising oh, and the sales that was right. within 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 the confines. Because I mean, Seth Blatter even said uh, that you know his his his, his uh, fear was going into Joe Robbie Stadium and and, and not having the owners take down. You know uh, the Hess logo that's hanging in the corner. All, all those type of things. Right. So I mean, uh, Canada back then backed out. Uh, the U.S. It was just between the U.S. And, 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 and Mexico. And the thing about it is, you know, Mexico came to the to the they, they came you know to to FIFA and said, you know, we have assurances from every owner and from and the president of, of the republic. Whatever FIFA wants, FIFA gets. So I, I, it would be interesting to see how they would take care of that. Because you're right, you know, AT&T and all these, you know, stadiums host the 2006 World Cup because they also had problems with that. Right, because of Allianz and uh, yeah, I forget some of the other ones, like the one in Gelsenkirchen, I know, uh, has uh, – and even Dortmund, if I'm not mistaken, has a, has a sponsored name. Which they ended up becoming, and you see this in UEFA also. When when Arsenal plays in the Champions League, they don't play at the Emirates; they play at Arsenal Stadium. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's something that uh, you know someone's going to write a check. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to be FIFA or U.S. Soccer or somebody, but someone's going to write a check to get that AT&T logo taken off their stadium. And it's going it, 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 to—I guess we're going to find out, you know, who's who's going to write that check because someone's writing the check. So, uh, 
I mean, obviously, I think the biggest winner of this is Canada because obviously, you know, they haven't been to a World Cup. Lucky Canada. Uh, well, they did. They they gave the the French the scare of their lives in Leon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Since since, it, but it's funny because I mean, the last time they were in a World Cup, it was in '86. Right. So, so I mean, I, I honestly, I think they're the, they're the biggest winners uh, uh, in this. I, I'm just like you. I'm just disappointed that Mexico got the same amount of games that Canada got. When you consider the infrastructure, that soccer infrastructure that Mexico has, uh, when you consider the history, and it's synonymous with World Cup history. And like you said, I mean, the greats have passed through the Pelé, Bobby Moore, uh, Maradona, you know, Beckenbauer. I mean, all they, the legends of the game have always played, you know, have played in Azteca. And, and I just, I just think it's, it's, it's a shame. It's, it's a slap in the face. I, I understand. I understand the side of it, but I also understand that, you know, even if it's, even if it was twenty games, you know, I, I think that would have been a little bit more reasonable. But to get the same amount of games as Canada, just a slap in the face. When, when, when you also take into effect. That Mexico has carried in this region for as long as it has. Right, been the uh, the standard bearer. Yes, yes, and 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 it's like, you know, why Mexico was brought into this because, you know, if, if the U.S. just came in with the bid, you know, by itself, political climate and the fact that you know. The, the, the colors, you know, the American colors and flag, they're, they're hated in many parts of the, of the world. You know, I, I don't think they, they would they would get it. Well, that's part of it. And let's, also, let's not also forget that, the, you know, FIFA went through a major scandal. Yeah. One, 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 one of their own turned coats, and he just happened to be an American. Yeah. You know, we, that, that that is something that uh, – you know, which is why it's so unfortunate that FIFA decided to go to the uh, 48 uh, when they did, because I think they would have, it probably would have, if it would have been 32, I think Mexico would have had a really good chance of, of, of maybe getting it just because of the political climate. But I do think that things are starting to change at FIFA. I don't think that they're going to be expecting, uh, and I think, I think we're seeing this also with, we'll see this with the Olympics too, where they're not just going to just expect these. Uh, winning bids to you know spend billions and billions of dollars on, infra, on on not just not infrastructure but just on venues. I yes. think that those days are over, and I do think that the the World Cup in 2030 will probably be Uruguay if, and Argentina, Uruguay, Argentina, and Chile, and then some other places in uh, in South America. I think it's going to bounce around. It would ha- it would have to be for the centennial, right? And, and I think it makes the most sense because you know. Uh, because I, I, I honestly, I, I, I think forty. I think for, I mean, what is it? Forty-eight or forty? No, forty-eight. Forty-eight. Right? It's I gonna think, be. It's gonna. It's gonna be ninety-six and twenty-thirty-one. <laughs> it's forty-eight. No, it's forty-eight. Yeah, it's it's, it's three groups of sixteen. You know, you know what? Right. I, I I think I, I mentioned this to to, to Joel once. You know, when I when I went to you know when I was went to Germany. When I went to Germany for the World Cup, I was kind of. I was kind of disappointed in many regards as to the atmosphere uh, because it, it seemed too, co- uh, too corporate. You know what I mean? 
and uh, for me, I, I still like that whole. Um, I mean, I wouldn't say that you know, you know, barra brava type of stuff, but I, I, I still, I, I still like that. That sort you, of that environment. You would have loved. You would have loved the end of the game I did tonight. But uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. But I mean, you know what? I, you know what I like about World Cups, Ron. When I was growing up, yeah, is that is that if it was a world like in like in, in, in Argentina, the stadiums looked like they were in Argentina, and then they go into Spain, it looks like the stadium, you know, you know, and, and then you could recognize, oh, that's what Mexican stadium looked like in 1986. But now all the stadiums look exactly alike. I mean, it, it could be a stadium in Russia, it could be a it could be a stadium wherever. They look exactly the same. There's and it's a no sh- difference, and, and it's a shame. I mean, I still like the terraces and stuff like that. I mean, uh, I, I mean, hell, even in Mexico, most I think just every stadium now they have, you know, they're all seaters and, uh, but you know, it's 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 gone it's gone a little too corporate, and and, and I think continue to keep getting, uh, you know, getting too corporate, and, and hope. I mean, for a fan that just likes the game for what it is. I, I, I don't know, man. I still like that, you know, I hate to say it, but I still like that tribalism, you know, mentality of, 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 of uh, you know, us against them. Yeah. And uh, I, See, I, think- I, I personally believe that Mexico should uh, should do whatever it takes to host the Copa America, whether it's the one with 16 or whatever the hell it is. But host, and then they don't have to worry and say, well, you know, you have to make sure that there's a private elevator. Bolas Leos to go up to his box if he just decides to go to the game or or whatever it is that they had to do with bladder when they built all the all built all their stadiums. No, that no, know, the, just yeah, yeah. The, let's play it. Yeah, yeah, they did that. Who was it? Morelia, I think. Uh, uh, Concacaf did that to Morelia, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, for the uh, for the for the U17, it wouldn't surprise me. No, I, yeah, I don't remember. It was one of those tournaments. Uh, uh, but you know, they they wanted you know their personal. Elevator. You know, it's, they... it's funny you mentioned that, Ronnie, because that's those are Joel's stipulations when he goes to stadiums too. They have to have a, have to have a private elevator to go to his, a private elevator. The that, yeah, they you know the, the spread has to be you know top at a certain nine. temperature. That's right, certain temperature. It's got to be Kobe beef, you know, yeah. or nothing else. <laughs> yeah, his his he has to have his ice cubes. They, they can't be cubes. They have to be the, the little top hat shapes, you know, to can. <laughs> you guys don't want to know how John gets into last minute flights. That's right. <laughs> you don't want to know what happens. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Don't, don't don't you forget it. Don't you forget it, Hoyle. No, it's just it was uh, yeah. It just it just. Uh, I mean, I, I wish I wish that they didn't it, it didn't have to be so homogenized. I mean, you see, just the sport in general has become so homogenized. I, well, I will say this, Ron. Out of this, I, I did Dallas Cup. Today. We had three games. We had six teams. The team that played the best, most organized. Uh, really most fluid soccer of all the six teams that we did. We had team two Brazilian teams, two English teams, and a Mexican team. It was Monterrey, man. They, they far and away looked the best. They were absolutely incredible. That's good. That's good. Very impressive. Very comment, impressive. The comment that you said about the, you know, it's becoming more homogenized and stuff like that. It's it's funny you say that because, you know, um, a couple weeks back, a couple, a couple weeks back, uh, I was reading an article about the, you know, just architecture in general, and 
basically it's it's been a trend for many many years now that uh, there there was a time where when you a building or whatever you knew that it was okay this was Asian or or this was German and stuff like that but globalization and stuff like that you know what you what you're seeing in you know Asia and the Middle East and stuff like that it's like it's everything can't make that distinction of okay well where, where's this from and you know when you talk about the stadiums they're all becoming like that all cookie cutter and all the same you know I, I uh, reminded me of that article that I read uh, and I think we talk about that what is it the, the, that architecture firm uh, was it uh, Populous or Hawk or whatever hello Whatever, man. I think, John, I, think I think I think John's connection is. Are we still live? He's, yeah, he's on mute. I think he might be uh, okay. going to his okay. home computer. So have they have they decided who are going to be the the the, the cities to, to host this? No, they don't know anything pretty much other than what they uh, what we already said. I, mean, yeah. well, I think the three definites are going to be Monterrey, Mexico City, and 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 uh, uh, Monterrey, uh, Mexico City, and uh, and Guadalajara. Uh, but don't be don't be surprised if uh, Puebla gets in there. Puebla's Puebla's was just re uh, remo- uh, remodeled, right? Yeah. Yep. 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 yep, yep, yep. Particular's new stadium. I mean, you have the Vancomer, and then you're going to have the new Volcano Stadium. So, you know. In the, in, the, in the 76, in the 1970 World Cup, sorry, by the way, in the 1970, in 1970 World Cup, Monterey, Monterey didn't uh, host a World Cup game. The dismay, you know, from the... Uh, the clubs in, in Monterrey at the time, they were uh, really upset because, you know, they thought that they should have, you know, been a host uh, city. But, and, and Puebla got it. And uh, one of the reasons why they, why, well, not they say, but they know why. One of the reasons why Puebla got it and Monterrey didn't, it was a poblano at the time. He wanted to, he wanted to make sure that Puebla got it. Over, over Monterrey. That would be a good place for uh, for tourism too to go buy and see the. I mean, for 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 tourist, you know, reasons. I, I think that, and you know, the, the the you know Monterrey, obviously because of the you know, it's a very industrial city. It's a lot of city with a lot of money. Touristy places. I mean, I, I'm not gonna lie, dude. Monterrey doesn't do it for me when it comes for when it comes to tourism. They got a nice downtown area, the little river. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of nice places around Monterey. Don't get me wrong, Monterey's got a very great standard of living and stuff like that. It's, it's a nice, it's it's a nice city. Nice, yeah. It's all it's really nice. I'm not knocking it down. Touristy, you know, reasons it has other other things to offer in, in the sense that you know, you know, Puebla could do it. You know. You know, I, I don't know. That's just that's just me. 
going to the, the, the silver. Pueblo, What's that? Pueblo would be your pick then. Pueblo would probably be my pick. Pueblo would probably be. Well, my and pick. I were saying earlier that uh, Tijuana, if they fix up their stadium, um, that could be a good area as well. I I wouldn't do Tijuana. It's close to the U.S., man. Well, that's going to help travel, like for the next stages of uh, the. Next- <clears throat> They can travel easily to the to the U.S. for the quarterfinals or whatever. Instead of traveling, you know, if 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 you're only getting ten games, if you're only getting ten games at this point, I mean, honestly, I would give it. I would give it to every stadium, every Liga MX stadium that has the say in the requirements, the capacity requirements. And I say that for one reason. I, that would ensure that would ensure that every stadium, in the sense, you know, the way it should be. Not that I'm, you know, not that I'm advocating cookie cutter, you know, t- type, you know, type of stadiums, but you know that they would invest and and uh, and upgrade their stadiums, you know. Yeah. So that I mean that's what that's what I would do. I would I would give I would I would give it to every every Liga MX. Um team or you know city that that has that has the ability to, to host it so do you think uh decio de maria deserves all this ridicule that he's getting and about the, the lente, lentejas and um when they tried to shake they were shaking hands they missed they just ignored him and he was left with his hand held out <laughs> you think he's you think he uh um what do they say? Bent over for the U.S. and <laughs> I, I think that I mean it, it's exaggerated. They're exaggerating because I mean, in, in many ways, what he said is true. Mexico doesn't have the infrastructure to host World Cup now. Now, forty-eight teams. Uh, I mean, I think that he he. I think. I've known, known that you know there's a reason why the U.S. wanted them, and, and, and they're being and they're being used. They're being used to get you know votes from other countries that that you know are sympathetic to the political climate that you know that Mexico is has gotten because of you know. I said that. Uh, um... We still got a while till this even happens. So Trump's going to probably get impeached um, by then, right? So that, you know, all the political. <laughs> I think that's what you told me, right, the other day. <laughs> me? Yeah, you, t- you told me. I didn't, t- I didn't tell you that, dude. <laughs> uh, well, if, if, you know, whatever. He's it's it's a long ways from now, so things are going to change in the political area, probably, or or maybe not. Things will be cool. Is that what you're hoping for, Bethel? I thought that's what you mentioned to me. That's what I, I didn't mention that. <laughs> I was just relaying the uh, my memory. So, did you guys watch the uh, the Tigres Chivas game? Yeah, I did. I think Joel missed it, but uh, yeah, we were gonna. I didn't even know they were playing. Yeah, this is the makeup. This is the makeup portada, right? For the uh, the one that was canceled or postponed. Yeah, it was. I think Chivas had some injuries. They had uh, they had two defenders that I've never heard of before, and uh, Aquino was tearing them up. You know, and you, 
That was a pretty good game. Well, they're still in second, though. The, the big news is is returning to Televisa. Yeah. Uh, they're still taking the headlines. I think it's safe to say their TV their TV project. So what's what's the de- what's the details for that? They're still Chivas TV is still there, but they're going to be on TV. Um, yeah, they're in TVN, which is is cable. So. They're, they're still not getting as much money as as uh, people like to think they are, because you can't charge the same to sponsors if if your reach is less, because it's only about oh, what's going on back there. Sorry, sorry. The, the, the it's just these roads are like uh, roads here in Philly are like in Mexico, dude. They're all just bumpy and everything. The um, DN has like four million reach in Mexico, compared to like just you know the regular Televisa open air channel, where uh, it's like what is it, 120 million or something like that? But, Telev- but Televisa's reach, yeah, for their their uh, free the free channel. Right. So they're on cable, but they still don't have the reach. The, the cable TDN only only has about four. So they're hoping that with the deal, more people are going to order the, the channel, which is more likely because it's like if you have cable, TDN is part of the like the premium packaging. So, you know, I think it's easier for you to, to, to pay to have uh, – the extra channels and to just, you know, pay just to have Chivas TV. And you don't have to deal with uh, modem speeds for your. Yeah, you have to, but 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 even so, at four million, and even even so, it's it's less reach than the eleven million they will get. So I mean, I think they hurt themselves. Just just even sponsorships, because they're not going to give you the same amount of money. If you used to have, if that was your reach, and now you have less than half of that. And now the sponsors are suing Chivas on top of that because yeah, of the fact we, that they have less reach. Yeah, that's, that's bimbo, the breach of contract. So they had one year left. How terrible that, is it to have a breach of contract with a bimbo? I mean, think about it. I mean, how, <laughs> how, how rough must business be for you? And, and bimbo is the world's uh, biggest bakery, man. No, no, no. Bebo is, is is a huge company. It's it's outside of Nestle and and I forget one other. They're the third largest food company on the planet. Yeah, and and they bought they straight out bought um I think they bought Weber. Van Weber. Really? We're here in the U.S. Yeah. Oh, they have a oh Bebo owns a bunch of brands in the U.S. Like like if, if you go to any the bread aisle in any supermarket anywhere in the country, I guarantee you that half of those brands are Bebo brands. I mean, they might be. Branded Oro Weed or whatever it is, but when you read the little label, it says man, this is manufactured by people. Yeah, yeah. Like in Texas, like Stroman and Miss Baird's and all that. Mrs. Baird's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I love. I used to love. You know, they old joke about uh, Mrs. The, the old uh, Mrs. Baird's bakery in Dallas. It was it was upwind from SMU. That's why the SMU girls gain the most weight because they would smell Mrs. Barrett's on campus and would make them eat more. 
Damn. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's that was the old uh, that was the old joke. But uh, so so what happened to Chivas last night, Joel? They got they got Gignac. No, no, I, I yeah, I missed the game, so I was I was talking about the Televisa deal since. I forgot it was the makeup game was yesterday. I just completely forgot. Yeah, they were. Uh, you know, I got. I got to tell you, if I were Chivas, the last team I want to see, and well, for anybody, yeah. Is if, if Tigres makes it, yeah, they're going to make it either as a seven or the eight. I mean that that is bad news for whoever ends up one or two because they are, you know, that's going to be one of those teams that they they just by making the Liga alone are going to be on such a hot streak that, that that's like that's like the one team that you just want to. Avoid at all costs. No, and especially with the striker, because uh, Gignac was, at, you know, he had cooled off, but he seems to be, seems to gain momentum right. again. And if you remember last season, you know, Tigres was struggling up until he started picking up a little bit, and once he got going, it was, it was, it was. See you later. Hey, would and, you say? Would you say that's the same uh, for for America? I mean, because it seems like they're getting their second uh, win. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about America. No, I wouldn't ah. say that for America. No. <laughs> No, actually, I, I think I may, yeah. And this is what we talked about at the very beginning of the season, is that we, you know, we fully both these teams who, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So, yeah, I think that both both Chivas and America are both going to be uh, very strong contenders for the crown once once the Liga rolls around, because they're both going to be playing well. They obviously both have the strongest rosters in Mexico. So, yeah, you know, whoever plays either of those teams the first round, if America is the sixth team or Tigres is the seventh team or whatever it is, they're going to be in trouble. Of that, of that, there is no doubt. All right, I have just pulled into my hotel. It's not the my my standard nice hotels that I like to stay in. It's a, I'm going to call this a I'm going to call this a Ronnie style hotel. Oh man, yeah. So so with the, the hotel, you, you just paid by the hour. <laughs> I, 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 this one's by the minute, Ronnie. To be honest, this one's pretty rough. <laughs> no, it's, it's you, you put his bed vibrates if you put four quarters in it. Exactly. No, it's 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 not that bad. Luckily, luckily, not that bad. Not that bad. They cover for cada palo, no? Yeah, you have to. They 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 give you your sheets when you uh when you when you check in. No, it's not that bad. We'll, we'll, we'll be fine here. We'll, we'll, we'll be okay. We just have to find a place to park. So, Chiquis, give us a Pumas update. What's what, what's going on? Chiquis doesn't want to give me an update. It must, it must, things must be dire. Is it that yeah. bad, Chiquis, that you don't want to tell us? Chiquis is gone, dude. But back, back what the hell happened the, to Chiquis? Back, back to the all-important Chivas TV, man. I think I think that safe to say that project is over. I, I just can't see people paying for it. You know? They never were going to pay for it. I mean, the only ones that paid for it were were, were the fans from the other teams. Hey, yeah, I wanted well, to see their team play. Well, you and you and uh, Fernando would get into it, you know, about the, you know Chivas TV and stuff like that. Do you feel vindicated? Not not just not just Fernando, but also also Cambiarayas. Fun, who you know, he he believed he believed the numbers that were being thrown out there. You know, he was doing the math. You know, 150k survive 
uh, subscribers times five per match, which honestly wasn't happening. If they had the number of subscribers, they, they were just throwing in money. I, yeah, I, I think he, I think uh, his calculator, I don't think it, it was handling the right, uh, punching in the right numbers. So, yeah, and I don't think they ever uh, admitted. They, they never really admitted how much subscribers they really had. Well, I, I think for the sake of the investors and stuff like that, I think they were just, you know, pumping up, you know, higher numbers. Yeah, they, they, they went from 150 to 300. And, you know, the, the thing is, a lot of people registered because they, it was free registration. And, and they would be like, if you register, uh, you get to see this presentation or this friendly game is free if you register. But you didn't, you, you know, you didn't have to, you didn't have to buy, you know, you didn't have to buy any games. I think they just wanted the numbers. Are you saying, Joel, that the Chivas TV was not a successful venture? No, not at all, man. And and you could see when they were negotiating with, with you know, all, all these other companies like Click and Claro Video and... Sinopolis and uh, you know they were they were becoming desperate. You, well, see, the problem it. was was that they did. I mean, you know, I'm fine with doing Chivas TV, and I, and I get it if you want to do it. I think I think it's a great idea, but you have to have you have to have the structure to be able to handle that kind of traffic, and they obviously didn't. And and not only did they obviously not have it, but they 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 never made any effort to fix it. And and also a lot of parts of the country they didn't have, you know. Internet. So, yeah, or or the or or the you know good enough internet. Right. So a, a lot of times, if the signal dropped, it wasn't really. All of the time, it wasn't. It wasn't from, from Chivas. It just could have been, the the place didn't have that strong enough internet to, to sustain. You know. Exactly. Which is what they try arguing at first. But even people with with the good internet connection were having problems, so that's when uh, you had the Profeco, uh, you know. So they ended up paying all these fines and getting sued, and I was just this is very bad business all around. Yeah, things did not uh, did not work out for for Chivas in that venture, and again. You know, I mean, I understand, you know, playing hardball with Televisa and I get it. And Chivas, you know, is easily one of their most important and strongest properties and most popular, one of the most popular properties to have on, on their air. So guys, work something out. But I mean, well, you know, for, for, for Chivas to do what they did, and I really firmly believe the only reason they did it, they were just testing it to see well, how it well, would John, work when they ultimately do it in the States. Because I think that, that that was their end game was to have Chivas TV for, for, for U.S. only. Yeah, but even here, I'm telling you as a fan, I wasn't going to pay for it. I would have been happy just watching the, the yeah, away game Joel, for free. But Joel, but you, but you don't watch the, you don't watch the games now anyway. So you wouldn't, so. Well, see, that means I would watch even less, but I mean, uh, so, you know, one thing we speculated way back, John, was that she was, was trying to jump ship, probably join the slim. And, uh, I think that's still a possibility. So. One thing that I found out was that the contract that Televisa had with, with Chivas, they had a stipulation so that uh, I think it's called a compete clause. 
where it's like to renovate the, the contract, whatever um, in any other company offered them, Televisa had the right to match it. Right. Right. So that, there you go. And uh, that that's what they used once uh, she was, was losing all this money and, and they needed to go back to TV, which we saw, you know, a few months back when they when they extended the Univision contract. Was it like another year or two more years? Hey guys, I'm gonna step off for like five minutes. I gotta check into my hotel. I'll be right back. So, y'all, y'all continue the conversation. Well, yes. So you're not, you're are you still boycotting your team? Are you still watching them or not? Or not at all? <laughs> no, you you know I watch them, but not not as before. I mean, I think right now. They, they changed the team to, you know, it's like the, the people that own it, their interest is just for profit. And, and I get it for most company, most, most teams are owned, but, but at the same time, uh, they're a part of the team. So they, they care about the team. They, this guy doesn't really care much about the team as much as he cares how much money he can make. And he's tried selling it before. Yeah, the league has just changed so much, dude. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. just just in just as as the presented how it's marketed, how it's you know, you know, it, it's funny because people keep talking about how you know they they don't market it right or just or because you know they don't market it because they don't have a lot of in English or whatever. But I mean, just going back fifteen years ago to now. A different league, and there's certain things that I like about it, and certain things that I don't like about it. Uh, I, I for one, I, I kind of liked it when it was just their levies and their Azteca, man. Uh, With the smaller owners, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say smaller owners, but you know, uh, but I mean, honestly, great. I mean, we, we, I mean, we don't want the the Cermeño type of owners, you know, you know those type of guys, the Carlos Almada type of guys. Uh, you know, you, you don't want those type of owners, but I don't know. Like, you know, I, I think that there's going to be that. I don't know if it's just me because I'm getting older. But I don't know. I just think that there's a disconnect, you know? Damn, something happened to John down there. No, no, I'm, I'm just getting on the elevator. Relax, relax. So, so you don't like it? You don't like it, Ronnie? When, uh, when the Tigre fans are singing "Hey Jude" to Gignac? <laughs> what they did? They say that? No, the the yesterday after after uh, Gignac scored his second goal, they they did the the, the "Hey Jude" uh, chorus. But instead of saying "Hey Jude," they said Gignac. Uh huh. You know, that's something that uh, that you wouldn't have seen ten years ago, fifteen years ago, hell, even five years ago. Just uh, one of those things. Passionate fans from uh, from Tigres. I actually tweeted that out and got some uh, uh, opposition. Eagles fans from Stray Goat and others. And, and then today, 
I got a bunch of follows and retweets from Tigres fans. I thought it was kind of cool, actually. I, I uh, but then again, I, I kind of like the fanfare of the of the sport, and uh, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed. It. it was actually a really enjoyable game yesterday. Watching that, I know it wasn't necessarily enjoyable for uh, for Chivas fans, but uh, you know, Tigres when they when they play well, man, boy, they play really well. They are a fun team to watch, which is so un- they're so unbuka like. It's not your it's not your typical. Tuka team. What was this? Uh, it was uh, it was nice of Tuka to basically, you know, uh, defend Mexico about them, you know, about the World Cup, you know. Oh yeah, well that's you know, Tuka's just buttering them up so that when when Osorio implodes, they'll know that he's ready for him. Natural, yeah. naturalmente, este, este estaré listo cuando me llamen para tomar las riendas del equipo. Love that guy. Does anybody know how much he makes, by the way? I think he may. He, I want to say he's the highest paid coach in the league. I, I want, mean, he makes the car between, that he drives, you know? <laughs> he makes between two and three million, I think. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that image of him, you know, at the gasoline, uh, at the gas station complaining about the gas prices. That was. That's <laughs> <laughs> so okay. That's too funny. Driving his Ferrari? Yeah. Sorry about that, sorry. That is pretty funny. I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. <sighs> so, Andy, I mean, uh, you guys, Mexico, you know, with the World Cup of Mexico, you guys plan on going? Oh, I mean, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, why would I need to go to Mexico when they have, if they're going to have games in Houston and Arlington? I'll just go to the games in Houston and Arlington. Mm, yeah, I mean that's true. You know, but you know, I mean, if, I mean and frankly, that would be a really hard ticket I mean, because I'm, I'm, I'm sure Mexico is going to match we play all their games at the Azteca, or at least you know one or two. You know, I I don't know. I mean, at that, by then I, I'm maybe even living in Mexico. You know, really? Yeah. Like my folks, you know, they they uh, I told you guys they 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 retired, so they're actually going to live in Mexico now. Where are they going to live? Uh, it's about forty five minutes away from Mexico City. In in the state of Mexico, they bought a they bought a ranch, and they're actually, as we speak, they're actually building their. Uh, we're building an hacienda. Well, like in Bejucos or what? What's that? In Bejucos? No, no. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So I'll be spending, you know, uh, as of, you know, this coming year, I'll be spending about roughly two to three uh, uh, months out of the year in Mexico. Now, when they build their hacienda, they're going to do it Amish style where they invite the whole village over to... To, to, to raise the barn? No, no, no. Nothing that crazy? No, nah, but it's sweet. Dude. I mean, the, the I saw I saw the plans, you know, the building. Dude. It, it looks really, really sweet. Well, maybe, maybe Ronnie, if you're, if you're down there, if you're an architect, maybe, maybe uh, the next booth will come ask you to build uh, build a Cruz Azul new stadium. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. More importantly, would you accept? Would you accept the bid? <clears throat> Something would probably go wrong. Yeah. 
Yeah. Would you be like the like the guy who designed the Death Star that he, you'll put some sort of trap in it? Uh, speaking of which, speaking of which, uh, uh, my 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 pops, uh, you know, text, you know, texted me because uh, he was you know he was having some some questions about about you know the concrete, you know, the masonry over there, and I and I told him I said pops I'm not too sure because uh, the, the 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 material is a little different you know between here the states and, and Mexico. So I said, you know, I told him to send me the specs of 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 what's being used over there, and uh, he's using Cruz Azul cement. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I know. Because he needs to go to Samix, man. <laughs> that explains it all, or at least Tolteca or something. Yeah. Well, that that is uh, uh, that is Samix. I mean, they bought. Uh, oh, is it? Yeah, they bought they bought just about everything there. I think I thought I, I thought that, Tolteca was the uh, was the Ramirez. I, I, if I'm not mistaken, Semex bought all that. Dude. If I, if I, I could be wrong. I could be wrong, but I, I think it was just now Semex and Cruz Azul are the only ones in Mexico. Uh, well, because I could, I could be, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, the Ramirez, uh, the Pachuca owners, they're Cementeros too. I just, I'm just not sure what, uh, what, what, what brand. Uh, who, who, yeah. who, who was it? The uh, was it the owner of of Semex uh, or Femsa? Guy Monterey, you know, CEO that died recently. I think it was Femsa. I don't, I don't think it was Semex. Okay, but I'm not. I'm not sure to be honest with you. Not entirely 100% uh, sure. Kiki's, what's going on with Pumas? Is it still one one? Yeah, still one one. But America won. I don't know if you guys talked about it. They won one zero. With uh, I think uh, Mickey. I didn't. I haven't seen it, but Mickey was involved. But I think Oribe made the goal. Who did? Uh, who did they beat? Uh, Nicaxa. Oh, well, come on. You knew that was going to happen. LaVolpe's getting some props, man. I think he's going to come back next year. He's he's becoming the man. You think he's coming back? Well, he's doing good with them. Why would they change why would they change the, the one thing that's good about about the dismal team? Because he'll have uh, he'll have a spectacular fail in the in the league and then and, uh, and that'll be the end of it and then he'll blow up. Oh, maybe. And then America goes and wins two more and goes, hey, es, es equipo lo hice, lo hice yo. No. He's already going to get credit for, uh, equipo, yo lo armé. John, if he does win, all credit should go to him because, I mean, let's just face it, you know, America hasn't won the title since, since Mohamed and the team has changed, you know, dramatically, drastically, I should say. No, of course. I mean, obviously, uh, he's done a he's done a terrific job, and he's, I mean, he's he's totally changed his personality, his coaching style. I mean, it's just it's just like a, you know, he's, he's I mean, he's even on the Twitter. I mean, it's just it's just it's just a different guy altogether. So I hope that uh, you know, hope it does. You know, I guess you know, you know, you know for his sake, and, and it's good to see guys like that. I mean, this is what we talk about all the time. You know, say, well, he's an Argentine. Well, no, he's not really. I mean, yes, he is technically from Argentina, but he's you know, he's a guy who's you know, he's been. You know, living and coaching in Mexico since the mid seventies. So, um, I, I don't remember. I, I should have tweeted it out when I when I heard it, but uh, I forget who who said it. But they basically said that La Volpismo now is dead. Is, no, no, no. Is 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 defensive, but basically counterattacking. It's not. It's not a uh, possession oriented style like it was before. Uh, they were they were saying that it's. Uh, that it's it's basically cat and mouse type of game uh, style now. That he's betrayed, you know, his uh, yes and and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. 
it's the players. He doesn't have the players to do what he what he's used to. These American players are subpar, man. <laughs> they don't have the skills. I mean, it's so bad that they have to have a 16 year old come in and bail them out. Yeah, exactly. Which, by the way, this this cracks me up, and I know that uh, that, that John goes like, we have to rely on a 16 year old. You know, he, he thinks it's. But I mean, if he's good enough to play, then let him play. Meaning that he's proven that he's good enough to play. I don't see why. I don't see why that's such a terrible thing to have a 16 year old playing. He's been doing good, so that's a plus for the role play. You guys, uh, you guys remember the name Norman Whiteside? Does that name ring a bell? No. Norman Whiteside was in the 1982 World Cup the youngest player ever to play in a World Cup game, and he was from Northern Ireland. And he actually played; he was very decent. And uh, he was 17, and he was he was one of the he was one of the stars of that team, and they ended up beating Spain in Spain in Valencia of all places. And uh, you know, he obviously became a you know a household name around the world at 17. I mean, you know, Michael Owen the same way. Michael Owen at 18 was able to do that. So I, I have no issue with uh, some of the teenagers I saw today from Monterrey were were absolutely terrific. I mean, they were really. Man, the ball skill that they had. It was so funny because you they were two, you know, you would think that, you know, the teams that have the best ball skill, like the South Americans, but the two Brazilian teams that we watched today, man, they were, you know, individually, you know, ultimately they may have had, you know, some skill, but I mean, as far as like passing and controlling them, the Mexican teams were, they, they were far superior to the Monterrey team to the, than the other five teams that, that, that I saw play today at the Cotton Bowl. It was, it really was impressive. But Ronnie, you would have loved it that at the end of the match between Coritiba and Manchester United, Agolpes, man, they were throwing punches. Uh, the red cards came out even after the game when Coritiba found out that they were advancing to the semifinals and Manchester United weren't. They literally <laughs> they started celebrating right in front of Manchester United's bench. <laughs> it was pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Well, gentlemen, I think that we should probably end the show because uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not particularly feeling too well. And, uh, and uh, I mean, you guys can continue it, of course, if you want to, but uh, it's uh, probably a good, a, a good spot for us to, to, to wrap it up, which is sad for us. This is like the shortest show we've ever done if we, if we do end up wrapping it up. But, uh, but Chiquis, do you have any, uh, any, 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 anything else to add before we, before we say goodnight? No, I was just going to comment on the youth, uh, the uh, celebration in front of the opposing teams. That, um, when I was in high school, uh, I was right in front of the, uh, opposing team's bench and I was going down the sideline and I, uh, I nutmegged this dude on purpose and I just started laughing at the guys on the bench. So that, that's typical of these youngsters, man. They just clap and, and, uh, you know, punk sometimes and then they'll get into fisticuffs. That's, that's pretty entertaining about the youth, the youth leagues. Did you, did you get into, did you get into fisticuffs? Uh, no, not at that time. It was just like humiliation. And then I, <laughs> I went down the line after that and I, I think I crossed it and someone else screwed it up. As is always the case in soccer. Yeah. <laughs> it's not my fault. <laughs> Ronnie, uh, outside of your, your dad using uh, Cementos Cruz Azul is, uh, are, are you uh, looking forward to spending your time, uh, in, in Mexico? It sounds great. Very much so. I'm actually counting, you know, the months. So are you going to move out of Philly uh, straight up? No, I mean, I, I, I'm tied to Philly because of my businesses. But, you know, um, I, I, I do I do have the intention of, of, of uh, staying, you know, like I said, two to four months out of the year and establish a practice over there in architecture. 
you know, just just to. But you know, well, like I, you will have a lot more, uh, you know, of the medium to work with because you know in Mexico they use a lot more concrete and cement to, to for their structures. Here in the states, it's all wood, so everything is always like blocks, blocks yeah. and points. And in Mexico, yep. you could, there's a lot more curves involved. So hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. that works out for you. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's that's the idea. Excellent. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. It was uh, it was a great show. And uh, you know, we didn't get into to blows like some of the, some of the shows earlier this week when it came to discussing this uh, this World Cup thing, which kind of cracks me up. But uh, we uh, do appreciate everybody uh, joining us, and uh, thanks for our caller in Milwaukee that uh, that called in. We will be at full strength next week. This has kind of been a weird week for us, but we will be at full strength next week on the Cantina Mekis podcast. So thank you guys very much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Listen to this every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. usually. And then the can use listen to this and all our previous editions on the podcast center at iTunes and in Google Play. So thank you guys very much for joining us. Chiquis, thanks for joining us. Yep. Good time. That's going to be song. Well, he's gonna if they, if they start going, it's gonna they're gonna start uh, singing that song a little more. Ron, thanks very much for joining us again, as always. Thank you, John. Thank you, guys. And uh, good luck uh, to to everybody uh, for their games this week, and hopefully uh, Pumas can pull it out here tonight. This is John Jagu saying good night. Appreciate y'all joining us here on the Cantina MX podcast.